0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Glad you're listening again today. We are still in the red letters, and today we're in the words of Jesus. I say the red letters because in many Bibles you have a red letter edition. Those show you the words of Jesus Christ himself. And I am encouraging people this next few months to learn what Jesus is saying. Concentrate on that. I am concentrating solely on the words of Jesus over the course of the next few months. I want to be so saturated with the things that Jesus said that I will know how to live. I will live appropriately. I will do what I can to be the best leader I can be, to be the best person I can be, and to be very thankful that God has forgiven me, that God loves me, and that my God will walk with me. Folks, let's get into the Word. Our Heavenly Father, open our hearts and our minds. Lord, to the fifth chapter today, as we read through a few verses, that we could understand in depth what Jesus was saying. Lord, please open our hearts. May the Holy Spirit of God reign with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. And this is Jesus. Remember, he says, but I tell you. And this is what Jesus says. Love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are you not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? In other words, the sinners do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. What is he telling you here? What is he telling you? He's saying, look, yes, love your neighbors. hate your en- And he says, you know, do not hate your enemy. I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you. You want to see the power of God explode in our community, explode in life? Start loving those that treat you poorly. Start loving those enemies that try to knock you down. Start praying for them. Oh, it's hard sometimes. It's hard to pray for those that are cursing you, those that are saying things behind your back. It's not easy. It's a struggle. But Jesus says to do it. Jesus tells us to do it. He says that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He said, he causes the sun to rise in the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. A lot of times people say, well, pastor, I've been living such a good life. I in a while, these bad things are happening to me. It's because he says in this word, the rain will fall on the righteous and the unrighteous. None of us get a free pass in life. All of us are going to deal with the struggles of the world. We're going to deal with the tragedies of the world. And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the greatest Christian to walk planet Earth. You're going to deal with struggles. Billy Graham dealt with struggles. He dealt with some struggles with his family. He dealt with some struggles with his friends. He dealt with struggles. The great leaders of life dealt with struggles. The Apostle Peter dealt with struggles. All the apostles dealt with struggles. Folks, as long as you live on planet Earth, life is going to be real. Just because you accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, doesn't mean you're immune to the struggles of the world. You might even get more of them, because God is developing patience in your life. He is seeing you and helping you grow through trials, as we find in the book of James, chapter five. You know, trials refine us. They help us. I don't like going through them. I don't like, as I talked earlier, I don't like going through the loss of my child years ago, and then even when my daughter was born, all the trials that we had with her birth and how that was weighing on us, and then the miscarriage after my son died within a few months after that and all those things, you know what? We had to make a decision. We could dwell on the negative. We could dwell on the things that, that aren't good in our lives, but he wants to focus on him. Some people say, well, I lost my great job. I had a great job. Now I'm never going to get a job again. I'm just so in, stru- in trouble People of God, turn it around. Start focusing on, yes, God's got something greater for me. God's got a new opportunity for me. Start seeing things in a different light. Start seeing the hand of God. And like I talked about earlier, start seeing the light of God or yesterday. Start seeing the light of God, that the light would shine brightly in our lives and it would be illuminated, that we would know he's there for us. Because remember what he said? He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. In fact, I'm going to be with you always, till the very end of the age. I promise. He's there. People, it is the enemy that tries to deflate us. It's the enemy that tries to take us down. It's the enemy that tries to play havoc in our lives. You know, when I was going through some real struggles with some things this summer, and I just, it's so tough when somebody's falsely accusing you of something, and you're just you know, and you have no recourse except your word against theirs, and you just think, Lord, Lord, how can this be? Lord, what's this trial? Take this cup from me. I just remember the desperation, the desperation that I have, to you know, to be honest before Him. But I tell you what what helped me in my walk was I went through the Book of Psalms and I read them, and David's struggles in life lifted me up, and it made me concentrate more on Him and Lord. I leave things in your hands. Sometimes we wait until we hit desperation before we, before we really sell out to him. And folks, I'm telling you something. The word of God is alive and real. I'm so thankful for the book of Psalms. I have a new appreciation for the book of Psalms because God in his great power saw me through some things and he'll see you through some things. He'll see you truth. The truth will set you free. All he wants is truth. He wants people to be truthful. And sometimes even when you're truthful, you can't get away from whatever you're dealing with. Even if you're truthful, even if you're truthful to the core, you struggle. And I tell you something, we have to count on God. We need God's direction. God knows the heart of all men, and he will give us strength through those things. But he wants us to love our enemies. Love those that accuse us, those that make up stories, those that are doing wrong. He wants you. To forgive them and to love them, and I'm telling you folks, it's not easy. But our God is greater than that. I've told you many times about some friends of mine who had some tragedies in their life. I told you about this lady that was, that her daughter was murdered by her son-in-law, pushed her off a cliff. She had such a hard time. This lady was a dynamic Christian. The mother was a dynamic Christian, but she said, "Pastor, I struggled. I struggled with that forgiveness." But she released it one day. She released it to God, and she went to see him. And she told him she had forgiven him. Can you imagine? I can't even imagine. To me, that's the ultimate. I have another family in church whose son was shot and killed. Can you imagine the hurt? And these people are godly. They're holy people. And they've had to trust God to see them through and to love beyond. See, that's what God is asking us to do. That's what the Word of God and Jesus telling disciples. You've got to love your enemies. I was fortunate to live in the household I lived in because I watched my father forgive people over and over again, people that would say cruel things or people that wouldn't be nice. And I couldn't understand how anybody couldn't be nice to my father, but it was because Jesus was so alive in him that the enemy was just trying to raise his head. But my dad loved them. He wept over them. He prayed for them. And that example will stick in my heart forever. It was life-changing seeing that happen. And we need that life-changing part in our lives. You know, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, folks, learn to be a servant of all. Learn to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Learn to forgive those. Learn to love those that are hard to love. In fact, your assignment today is this. Think of someone you have a hard time loving. Think of somebody and say, Lord, show me how to love them and that they would see the love of Jesus. Be used by God. He wants to use you. He wants to use every one of us. But sometimes we get in our own world, and we get fixated on the world and the things of the world, and we forget about Jesus' words, what he says. What he says. You know, he lays it all out. Remember, he talked about, yesterday he's talked about being merciful. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are those that care for others those that are hurting. When you watch TV and you see somebody in a bad situation, pray for them. Pray for those people. When you see these criminals out there that have done horrendous things to people, pray that God gets a hold of their heart. Speaking of that, I lost a dear friend last week, my friend Ron Ames at uh, the Idaho Penitentiary. Ron and I have been visiting for years. He's been in for over 25 years, and he did not wasn't allowed to go out on parole. He's almost seventy years old. Had a breathing problem. He led. He worked in the chapel out there. Led lessons. He he was, he was truly a man of God. God saved his soul. God turned him around. I would have liked to seen him out. I did what I could do, but I know one thing. God called him home, and I was so sad to hear that news. And I just I know he's dancing with the Lord, and his life is anew. But God loves people. Wherever you're at, He loves you. Don't forget that. And don't be bitter. Don't be bitter. I talked to another guy out there the other day that was telling me, and I, his attitude was great. He's a guy that's in prison that probably shouldn't be in prison, honestly, but he is, and, and they, the system took him in. And, and, but he, is, he said, God is using me here. God's using me here. And his attitude was remarkable. I was so thrilled to see that. I don't, it'd be hard to handle It'd be hard to handle things when you realize, you know, you probably shouldn't be in a position, but you are. People of God, wherever you're at, whatever the situation is, count on him. Count on him to lead you. Count on him to give you strength to make it through. Like I told you earlier, the Lord gave Denise and I strength as we move forward in our lives after the loss of our son. We move forward after the loss of our next baby that was you know, died in after a couple months that Right after losing Luke And then even through Kaylee's birth The uh, incredible hard time We had with that But thank the Lord She's a woman of God And doing wonderful From a three pound girl Has grown And a 15 inch girl Has grown into a Four foot 11 inch girl 26 years old Who's doing phenomenal And loves Jesus so dearly And married to a great guy Folks The words of Jesus We're going to continue on With those Let them touch your heart and your mind and your life. Life LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website www.cloverdalechurch.org Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.